Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, as we reflect on your word and this season of Advent, we pray for your Holy Spirit to be with us. Fill us, fill us today again with the hope that you have given us. As we live in this world, help us to see there is light, brighter light than anything that this world can offer. And loving Father, we thank you for the gifts that you have given us, the gifts of life and the gifts of love, the gifts of peace, the gifts of joy and the gifts of hope. As we unpack what hope means for us, be with us and encourage us. Keep reminding us that we do have a future because of you. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. I'm not quite sure how you, what adventures you've gone on, what trips you've gone on. Some, some trips are from point A to point B and that's it. But some trips, you, know, you have stopovers, little signposts or stopovers where you get to experience a little bit of um, that life in that stopover. Well, as we are living in this season of Advent, we are looking forward to Christmas. And yet, but we're not quite there yet. And this season of Advent is not, for Christians, normally, historically, hasn't been the, the joyful stage where we play carols at every service and where we have celebration at every service. But it's more a reflective season, a season to be reflective of what God has given us, why we need Christmas, but also there is, Jesus doesn't just stop at Christmas, there is also something yet to come for us, Christ's second coming. And one of the things that we're talking about today is that Jesus gives us hope. Jesus gives us hope not that we'll be rich. He gives us hope not that we'll be healthy, not that we'll, life will be perfect, our family will be ideal, that everything will be comfortable. But the hope he gives us is this hope that we can be sure that we have eternal life. You see, that though there is a problem It's a problem that when life gets tough, when life is difficult, the temptation is to think life won't get better. And so I'd better enjoy what I can and to think only for myself. Yet there is hope. I've seen this in reality, people who have been stuck in poverty, and the RMIT did some research on this, people who get stuck in poverty, right, often think a lot more for themselves. And there's this thing called the poverty mentality. And it was mostly played out a number of years ago when the stimulus package happened, when Kevin Rudd gave out money to boost the economy following the, the, um, the, G, the, the, the financial crisis. And what happened was people who had, would identify who were in poverty quickly spent the money because they could see that if they didn't spend it, that their thought was, there's no point holding on to it because it'll disappear. I may as well go and buy a big TV or enjoy it now. And that's how often we can live as well. We can think, just think of ourselves. And when society actually encourages that, to think of ourselves, particularly when life is tough and difficult. And I would say we do need to to care for ourselves, but caring for ourselves in the context of also caring for others, 
not excluding others and remembering that there is hope for a future. Desmond Tutu made this quote and he you know, comes from a place where there was apartheid and there was difficulties for his race. He said, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all the darkness. Robert Schiller talked about, let your hopes, not your hurts, shape your future. The question for you is, where are you living at the moment? Is life fully light? Everything joyful? Everything going well? Is life pretty ordinary, a mixture of dark and light? Or is light more dark? Remember, in all those three scenarios, there is hope. There is something to look forward to. Things will change. If you've been around a while, you you always realise things will change. But generally, some people say things don't change for the better. My mother, though, always says, don't be too pessimistic about the future. She she one time said, I wish we had the good old days. And she said, you can have the good old days. Living on a dirt floor... Going out when you needed a chook, you had to go outside and cut a chook's head off and then chase it around. She said that wasn't great. But think about what it means to have hope. What, it mean, what does it mean for you to live with hope in Jesus? What does it mean for you to be focused on Jesus and to allow the future Jesus gives you to shape who you are and how you see life. What does it mean for you to be living as a person of hope when there's darkness in the world? You know, there was a story about the Ukrainian war earlier this year where some of the Ukrainian Christians, when they were bunkered down, when they left home and forced home, right, the natural human thing would be to go, ah, this is terrible, this is miserable. But what do they do? They gathered around and sang praise to God and thanks to God and asked God to help them during this time. That's a sign of somebody having hope in Jesus, isn't it? Living hope in Jesus means living as if he could come at any time. Now, this is always a difficult thing for us. Um, you know, some Christians love to use this end of the time sort of readings as the scary stuff. You better be ready, otherwise you're going to miss out. And there's a bit of truth in that, but that's not the main message. The main message is Jesus, as he says here, and he says on a number of occasions through the Gospels, is be ready, the Son of Man could come again at any time. Now, this was first written you know, many, many years ago, you know, around Jesus's, uh, after, just after Jesus' life on earth. And so some people could easily say, well, he hasn't come yet. Well, he could come at any time. This is what he said, so you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at any hour when you do not expect him. And so this idea of being ready because he could come at any time. 
So does that mean you've got to get all your rituals correctly? Does that mean you've got to be worried about you've done everything perfectly? Or does it mean something else? Well, for, for us to understand what it means to be ready, it means basically to live as God would call us to live and live as people of grace and hope and live understanding that we are called to be Christians, not just when at some parts of our lives, but in all aspects of our life. Because living with hope in Jesus means focusing on the future gifts of God, not just the current gifts of God. You know, many of us are blessed in many ways with various gifts. Some material things, some money, some good relationships, some good jobs. You know, the opportunity to live in a country where there's democracy. These are all gifts from God we can be thankful for. The challenge we have, though, is that we're often at times, get diverted from Jesus by those gifts. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says, Praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. And then in 1 Timothy chapter 6 we hear, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, not to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. And so being a person of hope means focusing on the future gifts of God, the gifts of eternal life, and allowing that to be the most important that shapes you, rather than just the current gifts of God that you've got. Think about what that might mean on how you approach relationships, how that might mean how the you live when things don't work out with some of your material things. Now, many people have talked to me from time to time and their biggest stress is money. And they're stressed about money because interest rates are going up or they've got to make sure they've got enough for retirement. And I understand that. But it's also to put that into perspective of these texts, of what it means to have hope in God. What might it mean if you don't have the retirement level of finances that you desire to have? Does that mean your faith in God is going to disappear? Or does that mean that there is no future for you? Living with hope in Jesus means focusing on the future gifts not the current gifts of God. And so living with hope in Jesus leads us to living lives shaped by Jesus, as two of our readings indicated. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. You know, that Romans passage is really about not following what the world does or respond to the way the world does to different situations. You know, I found it interesting they had drunkenness and debauchery there, which we could oh, yep, we could easily identify as a problem of the world. What about dissension and jealousy on the same level? Right? Having fights with people, 
often is about us getting things right. Instead, clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. Do not think about how to gratify the desires of your flesh. Think about what that text means for you. And then in our Isaiah reading, it says, Come to sense of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the world. And so living with hope in Jesus leads to us living lives shaped by Jesus. And some passages that highlight what it means to be shaped by Jesus include loving God and loving others, the first and greatest commandment. Live a life where our focus is as we deal with people, we deal with them that we want to love God when we deal with them and we want to love them in a way that helps them know God through us. It means responding to the world's problems with God's graceful approach. It means using our earthly gifts as gifts God gives us to use for his glory. Interestingly, just after this reading, he, Jesus has this parable of the talents. And the parable of the talents just talk about how different people are given different levels of money and some used it to go out and create more and do more things, but one kind of kept it to themselves and held on to it for themselves and brought it back. And they were considered the one as not the good servant. So think about how you can use your earthly gifts, your current gifts, to for God's glory, to help others. And using it for God's glory means helping others know about his love and his grace, helping others connect with him. And that often means helping people connect with other Christians, a community of faith like us. And then a bit further on, Jesus highlights again how we should live in his light. And that is showing care for those in need, like welcoming the stranger, feeding the hungry and clothing people. This idea of living life shaped by Jesus is one of not looking after ourselves first, but following Jesus' example of sharing his grace in the world, living for others. You see, as people of hope, this, can, this will only happen if we understand that we have hope. If we don't have hope, this is very hard. We'll see this more as a law. We'll see this as, ah, this is something extra I've got to do. Something extra I've got to do to please God. But another way to look at these things is to go, oh, this is a way God wants me to share his hope and his love and his grace with others. Not because I have to, but because it's God's way of bringing him himself closer to people and helping us in our journey of faith. And so I want to leave you with this. How might Christmas and life look like if it is less about you and more about helping people have hope? Hope in Jesus and the future he is giving you and all who believe in him. Because the reality is, most people need hope. 
Many people have hopes of certain earthly things, but the best hope we can give them is hope in Jesus. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful gift of Jesus who comes to us at Christmas. As we prepare for this adventure with you and with each other, we pray for your Holy Spirit to be with us and encourage us. Help us to be people of hope, bringing your hope into this world, helping people to know that you are a God who loves them and cares for them, a God who won't push them aside or exclude them. Lord, we pray for your spirit to fill us with hope so that as we live, we live in ways that show your love and grace and mercy to others. And loving Father, thank you. Thank you for the hope you give. Help us to always remember you love us and are with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.